Hello and welcome to When Will It End? Yes, the movie podcast. Uh, we watch the movies. We tell you, is they good? We start at the beginning, go the way to the end. We say, is the franchise better? Is it bad? And I think that's an undertaking that sort of speaks for itself. Mm. You know, like why? Why do they sail the seas? I don't know. Why do they climb the mountain? Wait, you're asking questions. Because they're there. Oh, I get it. You think about that? Yeah. No, not okay. really. Well, it's a it's one of those classic podcast things where you do a show that has no recognition, minimal listenership. Mm. You do it for like a decade or something. Yeah. And then you get a famo. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a very special episode. It's a special episode. And uh, it's one for which we've done, I would say, more work than we've ever done for an episode ever. Oh, right? God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working all week on this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've oh, done a lot of Googling today, so oh, I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, without further ado, it's, it, we should introduce our guest today. And David, I'm something of a... I heard something rattle over there. Did you drop something? I dropped a pen. Sorry about that. Okay, okay, just we're gonna cut this part, but like fucking like just get the pen. It's not is it it's sitting somewhere now? The pen is good. Okay, good. We'll just cut that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm on it. I got a mark. Okay, right. Uh yeah. okay. Fuck. It's okay, Josh. Okay, well just a pen. I didn't Yeah, just fucking just introduce David. Just, fuck. Do you guys do this <sighs> live? Do you not usually edit anything? Oh God. I yeah, I, I extensively edit our episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Those other you stuff think... might drop might drop. Just what the what is going on, man? Josh, it's okay. I dropped it. I, I'm sh- I, it's a long story. I'm shipping out copies of a book to listeners to our podcast. So in my tiny office where I record podcasts, it's also temporarily like a fulfillment center. So oh, my wow. desk is filled with Books and Sharpies and envelopes and stamps and vintage UNC basketball cards. So I'm trying not to knock anything over, but I can't promise there won't be other sounds. You know, David, I was going to try to hold back from saying this, but it must be nice. You know, all these fucking Sharpies. <laughs> to have a messy desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, our shit's fucking clean as hell. Right. We got nothing. Yeah. God, what, what I would give for a Sharpie. Yeah. Um, and by the way, David, yeah. You've got some IMDb credits, but you're not going to walk in here with this Hollywood attitude, okay? Pens flying everywhere. I don't know, man. It's fucking all right. Joining us on the show today, and make that the edit point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Thomas Reese was born June 22nd, 1972. Some call him a humorist and a cultural critic. He first rose to prominence as a cartoonist whose best-known work combined bland clip art with is trash this talk. A Wikipedia entry? Are you just no? This? Josh, what? Come on, I talked to this you. Sounds very familiar. Episode. This sounds like my Wikipedia page. Josh, how often? How often do you read that? <laughs> Every I gotta check it. I check it daily. Make yeah. sure they got my birthday correct. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. So this trash talk. What, what was that decision all about? When did you decide I'm gonna take a trash talk approach to this bland clip art? Uh, doesn't Wikipedia say? Isn't there like a? Yeah. Just keep reading. Like yeah, I'm gonna scroll down. Going. Yeah. Keep is it going. under career? All... No, no. No, no, it is. He first became known for his office cubicle humor that's inspired by his experience working in a basement for City Corp. Oh, so you've always been in sort of an office guy. Likes your desks. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is yeah, not yeah. my fr- I'm not yeah, not to brag, but I've worked at many desks over the years. This is nice. I'm glad you've committed to just sort of that lifestyle. Yeah. I like desks. But but that doesn't explain the trash talk thing. Where's that? Oh, coming? right. Um, I had a temp job. It was not first, like the first trash talk cartoon I made was at a temp job at Tufts University in Massachusetts one summer when there was like really almost no work to be done. Making clip art comics and printing them out on the sly using the office printer. And um, for some reason, I just decided to use as much cuss words as possible in these cartoons just to crack myself up, I guess. Yeah, I've heard of uh, boss makes a dollar, you know, I make a dime, but boss makes a dollar, David makes clip art with trash talk? Yeah, there you go. Huh. That's good. So, David, I, I wanted to uh, have you clear up something that me and Charles have been debating for years at this point. Um, Charles is always saying that 
uh, the change of the whole substance of bread into the substance of the body of Christ and the whole substance of wine into the substance of the blood of Christ. I don't, I don't see it that way. And we wanted to get you to weigh in. What do you think about that? About transubstantiation? Yeah, break up this uh, long-standing disagreement. Well, which is my stance. You believe right. that... So Catholics believe in transubstantiation, which is that somehow you. during the Eucharist, the sacrament, during Christ's Last Supper, the Eucharist wafer literally becomes the physical body of Christ, and same with the wine. I was raised in the Episcopal Church, which is the American version of the Anglican Church, which was started by Henry VIII so that he could get a divorce back when. The Episcopal Church has a Eucharist during their right one service, but they do not believe in transubstantiation. They believe that the Eucharist wafer and the, Euch and the Eucharist wine are symbolic of the body and blood of Christ, but they are not literally those items. Yeah, but, but, but like, take a side. I guess, like with most things in religion, I'm going to take the side that it symbolizes something, but it's not actually that thing. He's saying you're wrong, Charles, which is kind of a, kind of a win for me. All right, you get the win on this. <laughs> What are, what's going on? Are you just going to keep reading off your phone? I did research for this. Wait, wait, not, oh, throw my notes away? I don't know. I don't know. So, David, you've mentioned this pen business. Wait, is there a we section the on the earlier. Eucharist in my, on my Wikipedia? There is now. You should check it. Right. I added in a whole section about David's stance on transubstantiation. Uh -huh. awesome. Just now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That's the tapping of my fingers you heard. Mm, like Radu's fingers? Radu's fingers. Uh, David, you, you, you love pencils, and yet today a pen falls. Huh. I don't really use pencils because I'm left-handed and the graphite always smudges when my hand moves across the page. I honestly never thought of that. Did you, um, you sharpened that pencil recently, the big tree? Is that the last pencil you've, uh, you've dealt with or no? Yeah, the Lake of the Isles pencil in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's this, this um, massive tree that got destroyed in a storm, but there was like a 20-foot trunk left, and the owner of the property thought, what if we just turn this into a yellow number two pencil? Hmm. And they did it, and it looks amazing, and they hired me to oversee the inaugural sharpening last year, and they're actually going to do a resharpening in June, so I'm going, back, going back? To, I'm going back to Minneapolis Saturday June 3rd, for your Minneapolis listeners, go to Amazing. the Lake of the Isles pencil. They're going to have like a band and dancers and I think a t-shirt cannon. And we're going to do another round of um, pencil-related crowd work and um, another sharpening of the pencil. That's good. David, you don't know what you've just done because our Minneapolis crew is fucking rowdy. And they will show out for this. All right. Just... All right. Can't wait to meet them. Yeah. 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 We um, I have my spouse and I. We have a framed poster from when you were at the Amherst, or sorry, the Montague Book Mill, doing your pencil sharpening there. Oh wow! What's the poster? Is it? It's uh, it's got John Hodgman doing his. I think it was something to do with the alphabet. Uh huh. And your 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 famous pencil. I, I forget. So is it like a show? Is it a show flyer? Yeah, it's a show flyer from I think two thousand and ten or something. You live? Do you live in Massachusetts? Yeah, we're out in Western Mass. Oh, okay. The, Did you know Sarah and game. Matt, the owners of the... I've never actually met them personally, no. We went to Hampshire. We both went to Hampshire. Oh, right. Okay. But uh, we spent some good time there. Is there Oberlin Hampshire beef that I don't know about? Nah. Wait, really? What year did you graduate from Hampshire? Mm, 13? 2013. Yeah. Okay, 20, so you're, 2013, you're younger yeah. than me. You probably wouldn't know the people yeah. that I knew who went to Hampshire. Well, yeah. Definitely, yeah. No, I was. I took a long break between my one school and the next, but yeah, oh, probably. I was yeah. only there for a couple. Yeah, it was nice. It was More nice. people should do that, I think. Well, I think so too. Yeah. Charles was getting a good stretch in. What was that? You're feeling some tightness. You're like, I'll take a break, stretch it out. Yeah, that's a stretching sense. joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. I, uh, when you, I think when you first go to school, you're, I was very scared of all my professors. And then I went back later and I was like, oh, they're just. They're just, they're just like people, people like just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Now, David, where where are you now? Are you in, in LA, West Coast guy? Los yeah, Angeles, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So for you, I have to imagine you must have seen Radu around, right? Like that must is he like just like on the strip? 
What are you talking about? I well, I mean, didn't think this movies. movie took place in L.A. I might have watched the this wrong movie. <laughs> was not giving L.A. I'm so sorry. I, I, I was like, <laughs> is it Bucharest or Thousand Oaks? And right. I couldn't. I, I'm constantly fucking. I'm so sorry, man. No, I mean the big castles that are dreary and wet. I you ever been to Bucharest, David? Never. I never have. I have. I years and years ago, like twenty years ago, I had a good friend from Bucharest, but we've fallen out of touch, and I don't really have much connection to Romania. I was trying to remember, like, the last Romanian films I saw were like films from like fifteen years ago, like The Death of Mr. Lazarescu, and um, yeah. what's it called? Four months, three weeks, two days. That movie, yeah. and um, kind of a bummer. Yeah. But Romania was having like a real moment though. Like they had a new generation of young, ambitious indie filmmakers, and all of a sudden there were all these articles about like the new cinema scene in Romania. Um, and I assume that's where this um, blood bloodstorm subspecies stuff fit in. Is this your? Did you delve it all into the rest of the franchise, or is this just your only interaction? No, the only reason I'm recording this podcast is because I have a lot of questions for you guys, because I was confused for most of the movie. Oh, you no, didn't think no, the what, opening, like... What, what was confusing about this? I'm I'm a little... <laughs> I'm at a loss here. Well, did this movie start... Did, did this, this movie that I watched, which is number four, Bloodstorm, yeah. does Blood this Storm. pick up, like, moments after the end of movie number three? Because that's oh, like seconds, like, like literally that's, seconds. So that's been Ted's whole thing: is that each movie takes place exactly after the last one ended. Which I think is really cool. Like, okay, I just wanted to make sure that was right because otherwise, it was a very you. They were really like throwing you into it. You know what I mean? Like, now, now, there's a few things you should know about that creative decision, though. So the two dead people in the beginning of the movie were major characters in the second and third film. One of the them was the car, Melanie Shatner. The car crash the, victim? Yeah, the car yeah, crash yeah. victim. Yeah, the people in the car. Yep. Yeah. So they couldn't come back for this because the first three movies, they basically did bang, bang, bang. Then a few years pass. They come back in 98 to make this. Now, originally, visionary director Ted Nicolau thought about recreating the end of three with Romanian actors who looked like those two actors. That would have been so good. But like a coward, he said, "Nope, they're just dead." Right. Yeah. The, this I like the things I liked about this movie was this just felt like an old school B movie made with a lot of enthusiasm and not a lot of money and just a spirit of like, like screw it, whatever it takes to get this done, let's do it. So I could totally imagine the director being like, "What if we just got people who kind of looked like them?" And yeah, that makes well. Sense. There has been already. A major recasting. Michelle is different in the first movie, and then the iconic Denise Duff, who we all know and love, has settled into this, you know, three movies deep now as the like sort of classic Michelle. Yeah. Michelle's the one who's in the body bag? That's Michelle. Yeah. And she's right, played by okay. a different actor in the first movie. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And buckle up, David. She wasn't a vampire at all in the first movie. A lot's changed. Because she was um I don't know what the term is. She was flipped by by Radu Vladislas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, like that's a really great question. She was flipped, oh, right, as right, you right. put it, by Stefan Vladislav, who is referenced as being kind of a, a wuss by Radu, who is his brother. But while Radu looks like Nick Cave if he did math for 100 years, Stefan looks sort of like he's in a, like an, a, a, See, like a, a Stub a, the Smiths kind of... Yeah. Post-punk band. I'd say he's like in a Land's End commercial from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, or an L.O. Bean. Yeah, sort of nice nice hair, nice sweater. Not in this movie. No, he's been dead for some time now. <laughs> okay, got it. This movie is way less wet than the first three, because like when Radu kills his brother in the first one, just like a geyser of blood erupts directly into his mouth. And he I... kills Stefan in the beginning of the second I'm movie. Sorry. sorry. Jesus Christ. That's all right. He drinks like a from a fountain of blood from his brother. Yeah. And is the bloodstone an element in all of these movies? Because they yeah. did not is... really explain what it was in the in this. David, movie. you're you're picking up on this so fucking quickly. The bloodstone's kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, they did sort of explain it. It is the blood of the saints. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear that. Is this why you asked about transubstantiation? Yeah, right. she <laughs> asks. Um, Radu asks. Mich or no, the the. 
Ash's fledgling if she wants to drink of the blood of the saints. Oh, right. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now, David, you would notice this. Did you notice, Charles, that the bloodstone looks a little different in this one? (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's sort of what's... I don't know. It's fun with really shitty franchises like this to see how they decide to work with, like, you know, the first one, it looks like a fucking popsicle. And now it looks like this thing that's got these fingies on it. I don't know. Roddy's fingies are so... To shed some light on this. Yeah? They just lost the bloodstone. What? (laughs) They had to make a new bloodstone. No. How do you lose a bloodstone? I think one of the movies is named, like, Bloodstone. It's a big big deal, David. They just lost the bloodstone. Right. I could... Yeah. That, that, That tracks... Right, because this movie wasn't actually called Bloodstone. This one was called Bloodstorm. Right, right, right. Do you feel like it lived up to that subtitle? We didn't really get a Bloodstorm, I guess what I'm trying to say. Mm, no, that's true. There wasn't a lot of blood flying around. I mean, there could have been like sort of metaphorical blood. There's way more going on in this movie than any of the other movies. Yeah, this is easily the most packed plot wise movie but let's dial it back for a minute david do you like vampire movies uh they're okay i guess when it comes to like classic movie monster tropes my favorite is zombies and then i guess vampires are good like but i actually don't see a lot of vamp i also was trying to remember the last vampire movie i saw and i think it was this movie starring ethan Hawke. Where it's set in the future, and they're looking for, like, a sustainable source of blood, because, like, vampires run, this, run the world. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, uh, uh, I forgot to. Um, and then if you consider I Am Legend a vampire movie, because those creatures are afraid of the light, I think. The Will Smith version. But the whole thing in that movie is that Will Smith is the scary guy. Isn't that nuts? Well, they're scared of him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I like vampire movies. I mean, I have I've never seen the Twilight movies. I never saw Only Lovers Left Alive. I think in middle school I probably saw some like British like softcore sexy vampire movies, but I wouldn't know them by title, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know a lot about vampires, but yeah, I think it's a cool it's a cool idea that you have to suck innocent human blood in order to stay young and glamorous forever, which is actually another question I had about this movie. Like, My understanding of vampires mm-hmm. is you suck blood so you can stay young forever, but Radu looks terrible. Like, he does not look... No, Radu looks like fucking <laughs> yeah. shit. And this is the worst he's ever looked, too. Yeah. He looked he looked really cool and weird in the first three, and now he just looks sad, over-made up, and just, like, really wants to get I mean, he's by yeah, far so... the best part of the movie. I thought the actor was having a lot of fun and is, you know, yeah. like... You speak of Anders Hove, the tallest man in Greenland. Is that true? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but he is from Greenland, and he's quite tall. Yeah, he's... And he's in, David, this is what you have to understand. The fifth movie is about to be released into theaters like well, this No, spring. not even theaters. Just direct to full, no. moon, full moon streaming service. Alamo, Alamo Drafthouse oh, is screening right, it in right. May. That's right. So Anders Hove is back as Radu many years after his oh, last wait, appearance. Oh, wait, this is going to be the first one since the one we watched, since number four? Yeah. yeah. So that's it, because number four was made in what, was it 2000 and... Oh, 90. oh 98. 98. So it's 25 years since the last installment. Yeah. That's really So Radu's cool. probably aged like a fine wine. Wow. Yeah. Is it actually, he's in it as Radu? Yes. I'm, intri- I'm intrigued you by You can't that. stop Anders. Because it takes place during the Crusades, right? I don't know. Oh, really? I think it's like so. a, I think that it's a flash. Awesome, because he's dead. Because that's another thing. Uh, yeah, this movie ends with his head on a pike in flames. Like they probably can't bring him back, right? <laughs> but as you saw from the beginning of this movie, the last movie ended with him spiked on a tree in melting. Yeah, but this so, is different because his head was chopped off. Yeah, we that's know. We true. learned. I think Ted really made sure that we knew that he's actually dead this time. Yeah, for real seas. But he's ended every movie in some stage of death, right. which is really a great so david i want to ask you a question about this cultural moment of the late 90s so i'm 32 Mm -hmm. i'm a millennial okay Mm -hmm. so for me dracula 2000 just was like a a move i I didn't see it as like okay it's new metal dracula 
but obviously that's what it was. Danny Masterson's in it. The soundtrack had Slayer and Power Man 5000. I was very excited by this as a young boy. But for you, it must have been impossibly lame to see new metal Dracula. No idea what you're talking about. There was a movie called Dracula 2000. Well, it's a very modernistic name. It tells you that it's like a new millennium's Dracula. And Power Man 5000's on the soundtrack. Yeah. So we have Power, Power Man 5000 is... is scoring dracula 2000 yeah i've never i mean i've heard of power man 5000 and i remember like that whole musical movement but dracula 2000 i've never heard of oh i know the problem was internationally we may have been abroad it was known as dracula 2001 oh yeah yeah, yeah. wow have you seen that hard to differentiate. yeah i've seen that one 40 or 50 times it's actually one of my favorite well, movies gerard yeah. butler Christopher Plummer, Johnny Lee Miller. Never heard of this. That sounds good. Huh. Were the Blade movies with Wesley Snipes? Is he a vampire? Mm-hmm. Great yeah, question. I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. Those, but those. Were those oh, were big in the nineties? Like that was a big vampire thing. The Blade movies. Yeah. This actually had. I felt this. The opening of this movie had huge Blade energy too. Well, this whole movie feels like very post Blade and very post Resident Evil. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Um. What do you think of the opening? credits I, I wrote down that they were crazy and i really liked it <laughs> yeah because basically what's happening during the opening credits is it's three movies worth of someone uh, it feels like someone fast forwarding through all the previous movies exactly that's exactly it's literally what it is. that i liked i like that a lot and i think all sequels should do that i loved it because the the we got sort of stuck last movie accidentally watching the beginning of two again because we're just so used to these movies starting with a flashback <laughs> to a different movie this movie did that, and then it was like, you know what? We better recap everything. But, but then it also flashed forward, yeah, like Mission Impossible style. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we saw it all. We could have just stopped there, actually. So I, I want to talk about Radu, David. What is your favorite thing about Radu? Uh, I guess I have to say vibes. A, um, I, I mean, the fingers are like a bold choice, and I guess there is a history of that, like the famous shot of Nosferatu, the shadow going up the staircase with the big claws. It, it doesn't kind of, it doesn't seem that menacing when you just see them in daylight, like just these big dorky fingers. But yeah, again, the guy, the actor, just seems to be, you know, he's just having fun and goofing off and being super dramatic and he has a little bit of that he's trying to i assume he's trying to channel a little bit of klaus kinski you know this kind of wide-eyed menacing glee or whatever he was the best part of the movie well actually no the flashback where the detective just sees a rat on his floor in his office and grabs it in one swoop and bites into it was also really that was I, I laughed out loud. That was, inc- that. That was yeah. shocking. So that's um that's a flash that's a bit flashback because number three they had nothing. There's like no story, so half the movie was just him, that cop, being stupid and eating sandwiches. Look at, he's, oh wait, that's a returning character, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, poorly no. explained in this movie, but he is the central like comic relief in the third movie. Yeah, and one of the bits, he's constantly eating a salami sandwich. And he's in always his got pocket. sandwiches in his like oh, yeah in his pocket. So there's a whole there's so, a whole level of the text that I wasn't even aware of because I hadn't seen number three. But you still liked it. Yeah, yeah the yeah, visual storytelling of him rejecting the beloved sandwich. Yeah. Oh right. To yeah. me and Charles yeah, yeah. David, had, yeah, that was everything. Because he runs back into his office and opens a drawer and there was a sandwich in it, which I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Then he sees the rat, but that all makes sense. But yeah. you you say you have yeah. a messy office. How many sandwiches he got tucked away in there, David? The other the other scene I liked, speaking of offices and messiness, is when this when the chief of police or whoever yeah, goes good. into a goes to his office and just opens and closes some empty three ring binders, like Yeah. Everywhere. He's just surrounded. His whole life is empty binders. Yeah, they're just like yeah, exactly. That was also felt like, oh, it's a dynamic. They were like, we got to have him do something dynamic and active. Put some binders everywhere and have him open and close them. It's a brutal takedown of the post-Iron Curtain bureaucracy of Romania. It's a savage attack on the status quo. And that's the kind of no-hold-bars po- political... Uh... Yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, uh, you got you're this. Good. Okay, okay, okay. Nicolau, Rad- Radu is like... 
uh, atavistic nationalism. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think we you can bail on this one. No, keep going. You started. You have to finish. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna follow. David's like an iconic American satirist who like influenced my life. Yeah. I'm gonna keep pushing here. Iron Curtain, Romania. What's it saying about that? Uh, like the the emptiness of the like binder, the the binder, binder, like the the uh the soviet spirit mm. has fled no no that's not getting if, so. if anything no. this movie is longing for a return to the ussr because Absolutely. he opens the binder and because there's no more central planning mm. they're lost they're adrift and so that's why he's opening and closing these binders in almost a hysteria because he's rudderless he's not sure how to deal with Radu, who obviously represents the rapacious and blood-sucking forces of free market capitalism. Absolutely. Which are now infecting the population of Eastern Europe now that the Iron Curtain has been dissolved. So I think in this movie, Radu is the West, the free market. And these detectives who are, mm-hmm. who are foregoing their traditional meal of sandwiches and feasting instead on rats in, in a state of desperation... In this movie, they're desperate because he's been turned into a vampire, but I think we're supposed to see it as as an economic desperation. There is no more food to eat. They're reduced to eating rats, right? Because, again, the rapacious forces of free market capitalism are, are doing away with whatever economic stability they had under communism, or for worse. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, in a way, these movies are extremely reactionary and pro-communist. And I believe that with all my heart. See, this is this is how David sells multiple volumes of his work satirizing the political uh-huh. structure. Shit uh-huh. like this. That's yeah. A plus. Yeah. And what can I rate yours? Yeah. Yeah, D. Give it a D. Okay. Yeah. That's passing. Yeah. Good, participation right? trophy. <laughs> Cause there's the scene where um uh Radu is talking to Ash about all of his capitalist ventures in the town. Well, I don't remember that. I should, I should add that to my theory. Yeah, yeah, because he's got all these fingies, all his long fingies and all the pies in Bucharest. And mm, mm-hmm. He's like, I, we can take over this town because now there's just, you know, casinos and nightclubs and you can have anything you want. Right. Meanwhile, the poor bureaucrats are eating sandwiches and mice and binders and nothing in them. Wow. And, and the binders are communism. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You okay. got there. Yeah, it's good. All right. Huh. It really makes you think. I wasn't thinking about this at all during the movie, but now it's no, it's crystal clear. What other questions did you have, David? Looking through my notes here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining David opening binders. Yeah, right let now. me open my binders here. <laughs> Greek? Yeah. Uh, but, but I guess the big question was, the big question for me was, okay, so you said the bloodstone contained the blood of the saints, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the power of that is what? Is that a standard empire trope, or is this something that they made up? That a that a vessel filled with the this blood is... of this. What does that do? Give you superpowers? Make. We will. I will let you know that we didn't know about the saint shit until this movie. Otherwise, it's just been this weird, like, very wet, curved stone. It, it seems like it allows you, as a vampire, to sustain yourself without hunting. Yeah, but we didn't learn that until oh. this movie. So the three movies. Know have been just him like sucking on the stone. We know everyone wants it. In the first movie, if you've, if you've seen Poltergeist, David? I have never seen Poltergeist all the way through. You've seen Phantasm? I meant Phantasm. Cut that out. You've seen Phantasm? I've never seen Phantasm. So Phantasm has a famous tall guy, Angus Scrim, who appears in the first scene of the first movie as Radu's dad. Oh. Who, who is like... I shan't give you the bloodstone. Oh, so this has yeah, been yeah. in it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah so he's... the bloodstone's like the first thing we see, basically. Yeah, Radu killed his dad. He's killed his brother. He killed his mom, all for the bloodstone. Oh, okay. And, and it's it's that kind of dramatic stake. Yeah. And that kind of reaction that like makes the bloodstone, which they lost, like <laughs> in between these movies, just lost it. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second, because in, in my notes it says... Anna hopes the bloodstone can cure Ethan and Michelle. So is the bloodstone also a cure for vampirism? Vampirism? Well, David, your question mirrors that of Dr. Blood, mm. the new character in this movie, who 
uh, my favorite line in the movie is the do we even learn her name like the, Anna. the yeah Anna is the Anna the is the helpful woman who we realize yeah had a relationship with him when she was a medical student damn that scene was so fucking right. creepy well we learn about Dr. Oh. Blood because she says that he strains the herring out of the blood of rock stars <laughs> which yeah, that's a good moment. That was great. Like maybe a lot of Scandinavian rock stars are coming through, rich in fish. I don't know. No, are you making? Are you doing? Are you doing a bit right? That's a bit, right? It's. I thought she said. I mean, I know she said heroin. It sounded like herring. Oh, okay, good. Because I wrote down heroin, and then I was like, wait a <laughs> no. minute, could this movie be so crazy that they actually meant herring? But yeah, <laughs> he's like a doctor feel good, like like feel good, like showbiz doctor who helps people out with like a wink and a nod, right? Yeah. You ever eat herring, David? Do I ever eat it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had it in a while, though. Okay. I've done a lot more heroin than I've ever eaten herring. Oh, wow. Dr. Blood feels like the bloodstone can contribute to his work of keeping people young. Though I will say, the lady we see in the clinic early in the movie, not looking that young. I'm not, which is not a pejorative. Wait, so this guy, Dr. Blood, has never been in the other movies? This is no, the first it's... we've gotten of Dr. Blood. He yeah. was also great. I mean, he was ha having fun yes. like Radu was. So I assume these guys have probably been in every movie. And also, they know each other. Like, they have a relationship that's established yeah. over the course of this story. And he had a great, he, was like, he had like a Anton Sugar level haircut, you know? Like, yes. When he wears the sunglasses, yeah. the whole getup is, is really great. He's he, honestly, he struck me. As very Resident Evil, like that he he was like the most like post Resident Evil guy in the whole thing. Just the suit, like the the big lapels mm -hmm. and the evil doctor energy. I think what he brought is Radu for me has always been really sad and like mm -hmm. not super overwhelmingly evil. Even though everyone sort of says he's a monster, but Doctor Blood is like terrifying to me. That scene where he he d drugs Anna and then bites her thigh. Yeah, his whole, his, he's so yeah. menacing and I feel yeah. like I don't know this movie is really a lot going on but when it locks into like the Dr. Blood versus Radu it sort of makes you want every, like the whole Ash thing to go away oh, even, yeah. even Michelle might sort of take a second stage to this fight the, like we haven't really had a huge like Stefan fighting Radu was nothing Radu always wins and it was cool to see like a vampire that was really bringing it to Radu Michelle didn't seem to do much in this. I mean, yeah, she was sort of the least interesting character to me. I also like Serena. Yeah. Which is protege. Or what, what's the term they use? Not protege, but... Um, fledgling. Yeah, fledgling. I think a flipper. I liked yeah. her machinations. That felt very Shakespearean. She was trying to yeah. trick people into destroying each other. What you would have liked about the second movie, I think, is that we watch Michelle sort of become a vampire in real time. And there's an amazing sequence where, like, in a wordless dreamlike state, she keeps going to, like, a metal club in Bucharest yeah, with sick. a full-on Metallica clone who recorded songs just for the soundtrack and seduces and then eats a metalhead in some pretty sick Metallica what swag. What was he wearing? Oh, it was Metallica. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, which that sounds good. That's in the second one? Yeah, and the second one, quite two, good. Two one. is very good. Yeah, two is is very good. Now, let me ask you this, David. There's obviously this sense of, like, discovering Romania in this series because it had just opened up to the West when these were being shot in the early 90s. Do you feel like this makes you want to go to Romania? Uh, more than four months, three weeks, and two days, did. <laughs> I mean, as long as yeah. we're talking about Romanian horror movies. Yeah. Uh, this, I, I mean, mean, there's castles, you know, the weird thing about a movie like this with a low budget is it can't help, but just feel kind of alien and dreamlike, like shots where they had extras just walking like automatons mm, back and forth yeah. in front of the camera during like their quote unquote, like city shots or whatever. It's probably like the most unsettling thing about the movie because that type of unnatural movement by non-professional actors is just always just a little bit jarring and dreamlike. Um, and I have to say, it didn't feel like we saw that much of Romania in the movie because the budget didn't seem to allow for like a lot of locations. I did like Dr. Blood's lab with all the tubes of blood yeah. flowing around the room. It felt like they just blew their art direction on that one set. 
And then the castle he was in was great. Like, I love once grand castles that are now just kind of like administrative spaces. You know, that's kind of cool. But I don't know if it's the best advertisement for Romania. It did like the tourism board underwrite the um, underwrite the series of movies. Was this going to be their big push? The subspecies saga underwritten by the Bucharest tourism board. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of the most insidious and powerful forces in Eastern Europe. The Romanian tourism board. Yeah, uh-huh. I do feel compelled to go. <laughs> like at a dark bidding, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, not because I think I'm going to have very much fun, but no, no, something has awoken inside me, and I must go to Castle Vadislav. Yeah. If you like the castles, David, the first three movies, boy, you get a lot of castle. Oh, really? A lot of castle. Oh my yeah. god. What do you? W- did you feel super let down when they mentioned multiple times the labyrinth, and then we never get to see the labyrinth? I was so bummed. I knew we weren't going to see a labyrinth. You I mean, thought that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's see, not happening. This is the classic. You're the the jaded, cynical Gen Xer. I'm the participation trophy millennial. I feel like I deserve a labyrinth. You do, John. Right. You do. Yeah. Just for showing up to the movie. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a millennial. I don't think I deserve a, lab, a labyrinth. You, you would have been, dis- been disappointed by the labyrinth. Better for it to stay in your imagination. You know, like, mm. I don't think these guys could have pulled off a proper labyrinth. Or maybe they could have and it would have been fun, you know, like, I don't know. Could have been. No, I think you're right. I think the budget really didn't allow for too much labyrinth going on. They just sort of go right to the bedrooms and all these these right. scenes. Yeah, I did like scenes. how they handled the special effect of flying, which is that they disappeared and then you saw a shadow fly away. I don't know if they, if the director invented that way of doing it, but I thought that was effective and definitely beat it, somebody flying away like a goofball. Like I kind of liked that. It was subtle and cool. Yeah, no, it's actually even subtler in the first two movies where this, oh, really? they sort of, they warp him in in this one, where in the other ones, there's all you see is the shadow. Yeah, it's, it's I like actually, that. I yeah. was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good fix for having no money. Yeah, just, okay, you run by this light real close mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. It worked. Yeah, totally. Yeah. One thing that you also missed in the first one, so the fingers have, you are talking earlier about how they're sort of weird and dorky, but in the first movie, the opening scene he gets trapped in a cage by standing under like a cage trap that's perfectly placed. Mm-hmm. But to escape, he cuts off his fingers and they turn into little demons. Which we believe are the titular subspecies. Whoa. Right. We don't think vampires are the subspecies. The subspecies, I think, are these weird little finger demons. Which and, and are gone. Who are not they in this get... movie. I would have remembered no. that. No yeah. subspecies in subspecies four. But you mentioned him getting his head chopped off. It's important to note, he's already had his head chopped off, and we watched the little blood demons drag his head back onto his corpse. Yeah. Oh, that's So the rules cool. of this are fast and loose. Fast and loose. So the, the blood demons appear oh. to be, while they pop out of a finger, they appear to be holding to the bloodstone, which I think the magic of the bloodstone is what allows these blood demons to bring him back to life every time. So the bloodstone is... Next level immortality for a vampire. Yeah. You have the bloodstone, even the special ways that you can kill a vampire won't work. Radu been staked. Radu been shot with silver bullets. He'd been shot with wood bullets, which was a very cool little gun in the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, but every time these little these little guys bring him back. Okay. That's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. So that makes sense why the bloodstone is a big deal. Right, yeah. he's accused by Ash's fledgling of having lost his desire for the hunt because he's like entirely reliant on the bloodstone, basically. Oh, yeah, made him soft. Let me ask this to the, the two of you Ash's piano playing awesome, yeah, 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 yeah. Great scene. I don't remember that. Hold on, let me check my notes. We, we just cut wow. to in his weird, sad rec room. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote that piano. down. Yep, that was good. I feel like that was better character development than anything else that happened in this movie, other than the sandwich. I wrote down piano clanging. Serena now wants to kill Radu and claim the bloodstone. Right, okay. I think that's an apt assessment of that moment. Yeah. Yep. Now, you're something of a musician, David. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, would you want to jam with Ash? You, you want to sit down in the studio, see what comes out? I think he was the least interesting vampire in the entire movie. I would Absolutely. much rather jam with Radu or Serena or Dr. Blood. 
Oh yeah, Roddy would have some sick vocals. I think. Or just Roddy with like a, fret- a fretless bass. Yeah. Like, I didn't. So Ash is another character who I assume has been in a lot of these movies. No. Great question. He popped no. up in the um, offshoot, the spinoff movie, Vampire Diaries. Which oh. we have not. I think it's journals. Vampire Diaries, I think it's a CW show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. sorry. Vampire Journal. Vampire yeah. Life Journal. So I, I've heard, um, we haven't watched that one yet, but okay. uh, it's, it's, I think Vampire it's Vampire Ash. Because he and Radu obviously have some bad blood. LOL. Well, from the wars. And I think Ash is one of his fledgling yeah, as i right. understand it but i yeah. think mm-hmm. radu doesn't mm-hmm. really have a lot of respect for ash and serena and this is the shakespearean right and she doesn't have a lot of respect for ash either no one does ash is just like such a little loser his hair i i don't know i sort of judge characters on their haircuts and i think ted specifically gave ash a pretty silly haircut but he is the one you know classically glamorous looking vampire. I mean, out of the three male vampires in this movie, Ash is the one that you would assume is like the vampire because he is young and looks like a seducer and that type of stuff. He can play the piano, you know, he's a city city vampire. I think Radu spent too much time in the wet, in the cold. It's a classic thing where Radu bootstraps self-made man. Absolutely. Okay. Ash, right. Silver spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. No, silver vampire killer sword. Yeah. Yeah. He's had it his whole life. Oh, right. The sword. But Radu, he's really, um, I mean, he's, who else is going to kill their mama and their data? Okay. So we see some great medieval weaponry in this. You think Ash is going to kill his mama and his data? Right. Only the capitalist Radu would do that. Yeah. It's so crazy to watch like succession at the same time as this because the yeah. parallels are extreme. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the scene where Kendall finally kills his mom. Yeah, yeah. So when, yeah. when Kendall uh, chops off Hogan's head and sets his corpse on fire. Yeah, and then you know demons come out of his blood and we should his have body. a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't caught up on Succession. Oh yeah, yeah. Kendall uh, chops off no. Logan's head with a halberd. Right, but spoiler for that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So put a spoiler in before. I won't. David, if you were going to grab a medieval weapon off a wall in a castle, what are you imagining? Big, big, big uh, spi- spike. Pipe? Give me my options. I can't remember what medieval weapons look like. Okay, uh, mace. Yeah, morning star. Flail. You yeah. got it. Kind of an offshoot. But, uh, Which axe. one is the mace? The one that's like the spiky ball with the handle connected by a chain. Yeah. No, that's uh-huh. flail. Which I one? always get them confused with morning star. Morning star. That's just a stick with a ball with the spikes. Yeah. Flail oh, got this like nunchuck but ball. And I think you're thinking of a. That's a flail. Yeah. No, the flail is the one with the, it's like a whip, a metal whip with lots of little. No, but that's what he's saying. The ball at the end of the chain off the handle. That's a flail. No. Yeah, it is. No, no, no. A Google flail. Okay. Um, I don't know. And jousty stick, I guess, is another option for you. Jousty stick. Flail. But with that, you need a horse, right? Yeah, it comes oh. with a horse, oh, though. Oh, then I do yeah. that. Is that, you can keep your distance. That has the yeah. longest reins, you're, right? You're in a castle. The fuck's the horse gonna do? Right, just ride me around. What do you mean? The horses can go in buildings. Yeah, what, Josh. Yeah. The Especially horse castle? is gonna ride you? No. You ride the you just around. You just take it around the castle. Okay, look at this. I, I look at this photo of the flail. Oh, this is not good. There it is. Look at the photo. <laughs> look at these. That's jackals. different though. That's not what I was thinking of. No, no one was thinking no. it was David. That's terrible. Thinking... <laughs> they thought it back. If you then. look at the flail and they give you this, you'd be livid. These idiots. <laughs> a morning star is any of several medieval club-like weapons consisting of a shaft with an attached ball adorned with one or more spikes. Yeah, you're thinking morning star. And it looks like a morning star can either be connected by a chain or just be a single piece connected to the handle. They all sound scary to me. I don't think I want any of this. It shit. feels like a real cartoon weapon. I feel like that used to. Is that a bit? Yeah. That a like an SNL cartoons. bit, getting your morning star license. And they're like, uh, it's Texas. You just you don't you just you just take it out the store. That's good. Open carry. Yeah. yeah. Open carry morning star. Is that a bit? Is that good? Mm-hmm. I give it a D. Another D, I think. Imagine like a, a, a like Chris Catan at his prime digging into that. I think that's a thing. I can't imagine what Chris Catan looks like, so it's really? hard for me. Yeah. Huh. So David, we've got to ask your favorite weekend update host. Who are you going with? Mm, I can't remember. Who are my options? 
Kevin Nealon. Of course. And then Jeff Dennis Pete Miller. Uh, I think Seth back in the, in the era I was watching it, I probably liked Dennis Miller the most because he just seems so snarky and smart. But I also think looking back on it, Norm MacDonald was probably funnier. And, you know, Dennis Miller just fell off in the worst possible way. Yeah. So I guess I would say Norm MacDonald. My dad loved it when Dennis Miller was on NFL, was one of the... Dennis Miller feels like very much like a dad comedian. Oh you know God, what I mean? Yeah. He's just like a guy, like everything's... It's kind of like, um, he's kind of like, uh, oh, what's his name? The, um, Dennis Leary. Dennis Miller and Dennis Leary are very much like dad comedians. Like they're both kind of trying to be George Carlin, but they're not as... Kind of in, their imaginations are not as broad as George Carlin's was. You know what I mean? Hey, you know another famous uh, scoundrel named Dennis. I gotta say it, Dennis, Dennis the Menace. Menace. Yep, that guy was a piece of shit. Wow, this is interesting. Do you think there's a weird Dennis thing? Well, what's Dennis spelled backwards? Think about it. Stenid. Stenid. Sin. No. Sin. Oh fuck. Yeah. I think it's not scented. I think it might be scented. I think it's scented. Yeah. No, it's scented. It has to be. I'm going to type it in, then turn it upside down. Unless it's Dennis Johnson. Dennis. Signed. Stinned. Yeah, it's, I guess it's Stinned. That's interesting. Sned. So dads are sinners. Huh. Mm hmm. Do you think Radu would make a good dad? Yeah, I do actually. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, he's really caring, and I, I think I know you've just met him for one movie, but <laughs> right, I'm still getting to know. Overall, him. yeah, I think he he, you know, he takes it out on some people, but when you get in his good graces, he really wants. I to. think if you're on it, yeah, I think if if you're his favorite, then you're in an okay situation. Yeah. I think if you learn Radu's love language, he's not going to give you the traditional encouragement. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no ball with Radu. No, no, he's no. not going to fuck no, no. Can you? But we were talking. Can you imagine Radu on the mound? Oh my God! Yeah, oh yeah, Dennis, Dennis, David, <laughs> excuse me. Uh -huh. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, where is Radu going to shine the most on the ball field? Is he an Otani type, where with his like big long arms, he can hit like a god? But then also oh, with his slender, long, strong fingers, roll that ball right off the tip. I think he's an outfielder because he's got the range. He basically has a big mitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can fly like he'll catch anything, right? You know, yeah. they say a uh, big mitt. Do you think he can only fly at night games, though? Oh, that's that's a huge problem for his career. Is he can't play during the day, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. An issue. That's a movie. A vampire baseball player, uh -huh. right? Watch that. I could see that being uh -huh. a movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What would you call it, Josh? Oh boy. Well, I I don't have one for that. But one of my, <laughs> I've had, uh, I've been sitting this for years. And David, you can help me workshop this. It's it's a comedic erotic vampire movie set in the past called fangs for the memories it's been done mm -hmm. what yeah, let me google that they did it in this fucking movie fangs. no it wasn't use the phrase it plays it's like thanks for you the don't memories. remember when dr blood goes fangs for the memories oh, i was probably on my dang phone uh, yeah, fangs for the memories by matt day a tourist gets a scare in london's highgate cemetery it's fangs for the memories oh like, memories like, like yeah, it's erotic. Right. It's oh, still also been done. Still also. I don't done. think it's been done. Still been done. Fangs for Fangs the memories. It's a book, and it's by what? Esther Freisner. Having inflicted the smug homes of suburbia me? with witches and werewolves, Esther Freisner now unleashes the undead to tap a vein of blood and humor and drain the suburbs dry of both. Oh fuck! Sorry, Josh. Vampires and the suburbs are a match made in heaven, or maybe Levittown. Public Josh, I'm going to actually give you a full F on that one. Yeah, it's a 3.6 on Goodreads. Everything has a 3.6. <laughs> on Goodreads. I gotta say, the, I don't know if you're looking at the same cover I'm looking at, David, but I'll be ordering this book. <laughs> God, they really fucked up the the um the thumb of the the. Are you looking at the? Yeah, no, no. We're looking, looking at the left hand that the vampire woman is using to open. Oh, it's the, grotesque. There's something off with that thumb. That's not. Happening. It's like she, her hand was like crushed. Yeah. Moments okay, ago. Sorry. Oh, it's awful. Uh, for me, um, the thigh, the Ted seems really obsessed with vampires going for the thigh, where the neck mm -hmm. is such a classic. Did that like seem really weird to you, or were you, I don't know? I'm just curious what you what you're into, like what that the made thigh thing just felt like. I didn't feel like there was any logic to it. It's like, let's just do something different. This actor has nice legs. Why don't you bite her on her? You know what I mean? Like, is that it, the neck thing is? 
You assume the logic is That's where the, the blood goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's where the blood goes. And it's close to the brain and it's kind of like sexy. Like you lean in and it's like you're whispering in their ear, right? Like there's a certain intimacy mm. to biting them on the neck. It t- totally makes sense to me. The thigh felt like, let's just try something different. I don't know. Yeah. Ted's been, Ted's been trying to get thigh vampires big since the first subspecies movie. And I don't, I don't think it ever took off. This might be the only thigh vampire movie. Also, there's, like, there's so much fat. I mean, the blood would not be close to the... It's actually like one of the worst places on the human body for trying to draw blood, right? The thigh? Like, Probably. Yeah. Can, can I just say, we're all on the sideline, you know, critiquing things from the comfort of our messy offices mm-hmm. or less messy offices. This is going to be... What if they're in the streets? You know, it's, it's different out there. By the way, David, you're killing it on Goodreads. You're cleaning up. I don't have a Goodreads what account. What do you mean? No, no, not your account. Like your, your published books. You're doing great. Oh, all right. That's one of the... You're doing numbers, man. They in the fours? Uh, the pencils... I don't want to hear. Talk about it without me. Okay, I, no? I I'll, get all, I'll get all distressed. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm saying I, I will, I'll let it hear. I'll let it hear, but you have no cause for distress. Right. Um, do you want to do MVPs? Yeah, let's get into it. Did that make sense when I emailed you about MVPs? Yeah, I mean, maybe? my MVP is, is Radu. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Then it made sense because yeah. that's the obvious. Yeah. But if, if that's too cliche, then I'm going to get, I got to give it to the, the guy who I never knew about his backstory that he's been in the other movies, but the, um, Marin or Marin, the, the rat eating detective who gets caught in a crypt and then bangs on the door. And then Radu's walking by and he's like, oh, what's this? And then lets him out. That was a good little moment there. Yeah. I loved when uh, the the other fledgling calls him your Radu's pretty thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because he called him his yeah. Um, nice. The whole last movie, he was just like he was just a fucking such a bad character, and I I just I don't know. This felt for me. This was the that was my favorite moment of this movie was when Marin comes back. Marin, he's that's not how you say it. right. Oh, I have no idea. I think say Marine. Yeah, I think you're what's right. fucked up is that. There, there was a Romanian guy married to my cousin named Marin who like le- left her for another Romanian. Mm-hmm. But we never call him Marine, but he was a Marine. Oh my God, this, this is too much. I, th- th- that's actually, I don't know, Romanian man. It's a fucking, I don't know. But yeah, it was nice just to see um, a character who had way too much screen time last time just be sort of fucking concentrated down to his essence. <laughs> Sandwich, right. mouse, right. and then just being a little, 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 pretty thing for a vampire the director but, obviously gave a lot of thought as to the essence of this character like how can we capture this essence <laughs> in the greatest economy possible yeah get that man a rat right exactly that's a great pick i think i think radu's a great pick because obviously but if you've come in just for number four and you already understand that marine is this is how he should be treated and not how he was treated in number three it's right yeah, yeah this yeah. movie did a good service yeah I'm jealous that you got to see the sandwich thing as a complete non sequitur because that's that's really funny. Right? Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, that. I had no idea that this guy had been in previous movies and his whole thing was that he loves to eat and hide sandwiches all over Bucharest. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's what was your who's your uh, MVP? MVP. Hmm. I mean, I got mine. If you, if uh, fire away. If yeah. Take thinking. it. Take it. Yeah, I mean, I've given Radu the MVP, I think, three movies in a row. So I also am going to just opt out. He's He obviously wins my heart every time. But mm-hmm. I think Dr. Blood had so much great... Like, to, the this movie had such intense cocaine energy where the last movie had, like, I don't know, like, sleepy time cold medicine energy. Uh-huh. I think Blood really, like, is like, all right, this is the new villain of the franchise. And Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's right. conniving. Like the, it was ugly when he brought out the lamps. It was not a very well shot scene. It looked silly, but I love that he tricks Radu, and that whole scene was crazy. Where the only way Radu survives is by this woman that he flipped, who he hates. She hates him, but she still feels right. motivated to save his life, only to kill him later. Yeah, that stuff was good. The the little switcheroo where all the floodlights turn on and and he's dousing him with holy water. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was all yeah. blood motivated. So yeah, and his fucking haircut was good. His glasses were good. He, he was had, a worthy opponent, a worthy yeah. um antagonist to Radu. He had, he had really great Steve Coogan vibes. I thought. Hmm. I just feel like if, if there was a British remake of this movie, I would I would want Coogan as 
blood. Interesting. Yeah. And I just bring over Nick Cave. I know he's Australian, but like a little pancake makeup, he's basically Radu. That's true. You mm-hmm. know? Same fucking outfit. Yeah. He's probably wearing yeah, yeah. that right now. Yeah. Has Nick Cave ever been in a vampire movie? No. I mean, he should be. Yeah. He really could do it. Yeah. I, I highly recommend um, the Jarmish vampire movie if you want to check out the one with tilda swinton yeah only lovers yeah i've never seen it i've always heard it's really good i never saw it yeah great and and freaking loki that's crazy okay yeah tom yeah tom little tom's in it my mvp um this shouldn't be that hard i think ash's piano playing ability does put him in the mix really because that that was like Uh really distinctive like he displayed like we learned a, the most we're going to learn about that guy just from how he plays piano. And that that takes some, you know, and, uh, presence. Any grovels? Do you like a groveler? I like a good groveler. Yeah. Um actually David, if I grovel pretty well. Have you ever groveled? Be the first question. And do you have any pointers on groveling if you have? Oh boy. Um I guess is it inherent to groveling that everyone is aware you're groveling? Like groveling mm. is inherently performative, right? Oh, you're you are pleading. You yeah. it is very yeah, clear yeah. that you are desperate. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, of course I've groveled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have any pointers because I don't think groveling. Like if you're groveling, you're not in a good place, right? It's not like right. You don't want to act. Yeah. It's not something you do under good circumstances yeah, by I definition, think, right? I think prepping for the grovel sort of is is a lifestyle that no one should really ever want. And I think I if you're prep for the grovel. if you're groveling, it's because you can't prep also because everyone grovels in their own way. You know. You're out of it, options if you're groveling, it, right? Yeah, it, it comes is, out of you. Inherently desperate, I think. I can't or say, Josh, get on your knees, weep like a baby, yeah. call me <laughs> daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, you're just going to do what comes naturally when you're in a grovel state. Yeah, I think Will Forte has perfected the comedic grovel. He's the best groveler. The MacGruber, that's the best groveling of all time. Mm. But that's a story for another day. Um, my MVP is Old Lady in Graveyard. <laughs> Old Lady in Graveyard rules. Yeah. I just want yeah, to learn more about her. Character. She was good. She I was great. Her. I thought she was just, honestly, I thought she was not even an extra. I thought she just happened to be at the graveyard in that opening scene. She was like, what the fuck is going on? And right. then she walks and by like, later. Yeah. You want to make a few bucks? Yeah. She right. was crucial. I thought it was a little funny when Rod is like, Go get another one <laughs> when he takes the guy's hat. Like, it felt a little bit too chatty for Radu. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Like, who wrote this? Uh, 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 J- uh, James Cameron. James Cam. No, no, no. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We'll cut around uh, this. No, we will. Uh, no, Buffy. The- he uh, did Mark. Josh Mar- Whedon. Josh Whedon? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Who are this? Josh Whedon? No, it's Ted. It's Ted. Wow. But you're right. No, that was a very anti-Radu moment. But I think it, it, it took me out of Radu. Listen, hear me out. This is new Radu. He's. I'm imagining to, you with long fingers. Thank you. Yeah. He's trying to get into city mode. Like he sees how Ash is thriving and has like. Mm-hmm. I've just been living in a wet castle. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Life of a he city talked about boy. his cool voice. Yeah. He doesn't. Charles does a mean Radu. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good impression. Yeah. David, would you be able to make a pencil? <laughs> that Radu could use. <laughs> no, because I just sharpen them. I don't make them. Ah, you have point. to talk to a manufacturer. But no, I think that's, I think when he, he sees the guy and he wants his cowl, his hat. It's like a cloak. That's like, a hat. He's trying on City. He's like, I'm going to take this from you, but here's 20 bucks. You can buy yourself a new one. Like that's, again, we're back to the capitalist Radu. Where did yep, Radu, did right? he fucking hit up an ATM? Where did Radu get 20 bucks? Yeah, no, he, he got it from Ash. We told him we have casinos, we got oh. brothels, anything you want. But don't like if you're gonna bring up vampire casino, take us to the vampire casino. Why? Why on earth would you deny us that? I know. But hey, that's your millennial talking. Yeah. Maybe that's number five. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I mean, I guess that sort of leads us well. What up, most valuable death? Yeah. Let's do MVD. David, any deaths stand out to you? We started doing this with our horror movies because we thought... I mean, the oh, final shot, the burning head on the cemetery gate. I think this these movies are hard to... Like, 
you you can't break Radu. Radu is obviously going to be your MVP every time, and he's always going to be your MVD basically. So yeah, mm. like having his head burning, and yeah, there's not really much to. There's no real contest here. Mm. I don't think. Right. Right. Other than the mouse. Mine's the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was a real moment. Marie eating the mouse. Yeah. I mean, I think Doctor Blood had a pretty surprising death. You know, he's he's suckered away by the the teasing of the bloodstone only get his head swiped by that vampire killing sword that we learned about just a mm -hmm. few minutes before he died by it. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty good. I like swords. You so you'd choose sword for your medieval. You know what oh, guys? Yeah. I have to issue a massive correction. Great. At the risk of destroying my reputation for once and for all. Romania was never part of the USSR. <gasps> Fuck. But wait, no, you don't have to. Josh needs to issue the correct. Hold on. He, he's been lying no. this whole series. No. David fell on that one. <laughs> just, just but you three episodes ago, you were saying these movies were only made because Romania was finally out of the clutches of the USSR. I mean, I it may have been out that. of the clutches of its influence across all of Eastern were Europe. Were they clutched? It was, never, it was never formally part of the USSR. What and is a clutch, though? It was occupied mm. by the Soviet Union in the 40s and from 45 to 89, but it was not... That sounds clutch. That's a clutch. That's a clutch. That's a clutch. We can all agree that's a clutch. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't think we need to issue any apologies or corrections. I think my analysis of the movie about the economy still works. Yeah, I think your analogy was spot on. All right. Yeah. David, we normally run this by we have a team at the Harvard <laughs> School of Political Science. Yeah. They, we the give Kennedy they school? get a like yeah. a listen through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've been there. We've all been For there. The fact checkers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I used to do studies there. Reputation? Really? Intact. I used to live here. Yeah, when, I was, uh, when I was broke, BU student, I used to do a bunch of psych business studies at that building. Was Dr. Wait, Blood you, there? You, you, not, medical, you, not medical studies, business studies? How does that Oh, work? wait, no, no, sorry. That's the one across in Alston, right across the bridge. Yeah, the business schools, that's right where I used to live in Lower Alston. So I like this idea of like Charles being like a business test yeah, subject. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I was. I wrote um, taglines for Skittles. I was given. Hold uh, on, give us give us a couple of those. Oh, they're long gone. But I think they used one of them actually. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. Um, taste the bloodstone. Uh, yeah. Taste <laughs> That's a good crossover. I was mm -hmm. given a um, an envelope with a hundred dollars in it, and then they said you can take out as much as you want, but everything you give back will be tripled. But then someone else behind a different door can then choose how much you get of the tripling. This is like business psychology stuff. Exactly. It's psych right. studies for business. This is like what, the were they shocking you? Go up and like... say, do you want $20 or do you want to double it and give it to the next person? That's it. Yeah, I did that yeah. exact study. Yeah. And uh, yeah, That's I mean, cool. we did it. We were, we were nice to each other. I remember we, we, each, we each, I gave it all back and then they gave me my yeah. cut. That's cool. Yeah, I nice. took one of those tests where you apply electric shocks to someone you can't see in another room. And they're screaming and screaming. Oh, so you can, you can hear them? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and they're like, do you want to stop? And I'm like, hell no. They told me to shock the guy. And you didn't even get any money. Oh, no. I just kept doing it. Yeah. Never never found out what happened with that one. Then. That was at the Kennedy School. Yeah. Well, we're at that part of the show. David, you're our first FAMO ever. We've never done this. Do you have any plugs? We know. You always what? forget. We got to ask the question. Oh, we yeah. David, are you asking when will it end? Yeah. What do you? So, oh. like when you're when you're watching this movie, are I was you checking like, oh. the timer a lot. I mean, I was enjoying myself, but I was all uh, constantly looking down at the bar to be like, "Oh wow, twenty minutes left." Okay, <laughs> but, I wa but I watched it all in one sitting. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It's a solid. It's a. It's a B movie. You know, it's a classic C minus B movie. If that makes sense. But but do you want to watch yeah, five yeah. now? Like like has this wet your appetite or? stunted it well the fact that it will have been 25 years is kind of intriguing to me i have to say yeah like if i had uh, i probably won't go to a theater to see it but i could imagine a situation in which i would like a gunpoint yeah something like that yeah mm, okay. when so you were a kid did you um, did you ever get those like juice concentrated like frozen cans yeah we used to make our orange juice out of the sun made yeah concentrated yeah, stuff it's exactly we at the bottom is so disgusting <laughs> so this still do that this we did that no too. but yeah that was this movie to me is basically like eating taking the <laughs> taking the can opener that 
and just eating that shit with a spoon. Right. Like a spot show. <laughs> yeah. This is just like too much all in one 90 minute package. And yeah, right. like when you look down, you watch this and then you see it only 10 minutes have gone by. You're like, what the fuck? I'm exhausted. I need yeah. a nap. So it yeah. Okay, I, though. Like I've seen worse movies. Definitely. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think we, we, deep, deep into the American pie series, David, we really, that was, uh, yeah, that must have been grim. That yeah, was rough. It got yeah. bad. Um, I'm also at the point. Um, David basically said he's not out. He basically said he would see five. So that's uh, for the record. You can interpret that as he's not. Right. Okay. I am actually at that point. For me, this Radu's dead. You know, he's been killed four times, but he's finally dead. I am not a huge fan of the energy. I like what they did with Marin. I like what they did with Dr. Blood. But if it continues to go in this energy rather than back to the original, like, spooky, wet energy, I think I'm ready to ask when will it end and just sort of cash in my chips and enjoy Radu for what he's been. Where are you? The Vampire Casino in Bucharest? Hell yeah, I wish. I fucking yeah. wish. That or the Labyrinth. Or the Brothel. They hear him in just a messy office. Yeah. Um, I'm not asking when it will end. I like Radu. I like his long fingers. If he's really back, I mean, you couldn't stop me from running really? to see Radu for a fifth go around. So, like, if we were playing Red Rover, Red Rover, send Radu right the fuck no, over. Send Josh yeah. over to the movie theater. You think you, see you can blast friend, through anyone who is Radu. trying to keep you through? Well, Radu can stop me. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, he's got long fingers. Yeah. David, any plugs? What should people look out for? Uh, look out for the novel COVID virus, obviously. Wear a mask if you're indoors. And then um, you can listen to our podcast, Election Profit Makers, on um, major podcasting platforms. Yeah. I think. The greatest. The, it's my favorite podcast, without a doubt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't listen to many podcasts anymore, but here's is perfect it used to be about betting on political outcomes and now i'm not really <laughs> sure what it's about it's about all yeah. kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. it's a show about nothing wow. right yeah <laughs> no, Seinfeld. it's a uh, it's, it's wonderful. Seinfeld reference if you're not listening to epm everyone should go listen to epm it's the best it's very good yeah thank you and that uh takes us to the conclusion here any final notes charles any, any stone left unturned in bucharest I was going to do a Radu impression, but I, I feel like I just make it. I just, kind of lost it there? Well, no, yeah. I still have it, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I got such good praise for the last one. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah, don't yeah. don't sell past the close, as they say. Exactly. So, no, I got uh, nothing. Nothing's left. Yeah. I'm all empty. I'm empty inside and just sort of ready for the next Drained one. of blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, David, you've been a wonderful guest. And let me just say, thanks for the memories. Ooh, nice. Thanks for having me. Nice.